0: Welcome back to another Caring Support Podcast. Now, this week, we're really excited because we have three amazing superstars on here from Reflexology Association. Now, we're really excited to have them because, you know, the thing is, a lot of people, some people might know a little bit about reflexology or maybe nothing, but I think it's important that they understand the value that it provides, and it's an important part of people's health. So today... We have three amazing uh, ladies, and I'm going to ask if they could introduce themselves quickly and maybe tell them, you know, a brief little thing about each other. And let's start with Nicole.
1: Hello, hello, James. I am so excited to be here today. My name is Nicole Greaves. I've been in healthcare for over three decades. I became a reflexology therapist in 2014, and I now offer foot reflexology therapy service for the mind and body. And I just enjoy learning and being part of a wonderful profession. Thank you.
0: Amazing, how about you, Laura?
2: Uh, So, hello, Uh, my name is Laura Marast and I'm the Director of Operations at the Reflexology Association of Canada, um, which is a national professional association, which we'll get to talk about later on um but i am not a professional reflexology therapist but i've been with the association for 8 years and i come you know to this podcast talking more about the the guidelines and standards and you know some of the other uh, aspects surrounding the profession so really excited to be here today and and talking with all of you
0: Absolutely, and and you know, I, I I stand corrected because Callie was busy texting me on the side telling me, well, there's four women here, are you blind? <laughs> um, okay, I added the blind part, but uh, Lise, you're up.
3: Hi, I'm very excited to be here as well. Um, I'm a student, uh, still not, uh, I was just recently certified and now I've scheduled my exam to be a registered reflexologist. So hopefully by the end of this month, I will be among the greats and uh, be registered uh, uh, reflexologist so i decided uh today's my birthday i turned 49 and uh yeah i'm looking at 50 years old is a new career so i'm looking forward to being a reflexologist helping people and it's a passion of mine so i love learning
0: that's wonderful and thank you and to laura i didn't really address that Okay, so last but not least, certainly, uh, the lovely, did I get the name right, Enos?
4: Enos. It, it's good. You know, one yep. of my wishes is that if, when I die, that all I want is somebody to pronounce my name correctly and say bon voyage. <laughs> so it's all good. And I was wondering which of the four of us wasn't awesome because apparently there are three awesome people. <laughs> 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 well, you it's know what it's good. for, and that was my mistake. So, Hey, okay. uh, its I won't take any of that personally, and I won't assume it's not me. Um, so uh, I am a currently professional development manager working with Laura at uh, the Reflexology Association of Canada. But I came there, and I am also a practitioner of reflexology. I teach reflexology. And it originally came to me sort of like a a, a natural language because my father <laughs> practiced <clears throat> reflexology. So I just kind of grew up knowing it. Um, so well, that's who I am. <laughs> a fan, yeah.
0: a fan of reflexology. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And uh, by the way, yeah, all four of you. Are awesome. <laughs> okay, let's be clear. And by the way, Lise, happy birthday. Yes. Maybe we can sing to you afterwards, okay? Uh, okay, so at this point in time, the moderator, the lovely Callie that works with me, does an amazing job in our podcast. She's going to take over and, and ask uh, more of the questions, as you all know, are coming.
5: All right, so we are actually going to put Lisa in the hot seat first, because I think, because she's currently in school, she should answer the question, what is
3: reflexology? Oh, geez, you are putting me on the spot. That is one of the questions on the exam. It's a study of the reflexes. That's what it is. And it's therapeutic me- methodologies that say that every organ, gland, and uh, is connected uh, to our feet. So there's 7,200 nerves connected to our feet. Oh, is I wronginess? <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I apologize. <laughs> um, and reflexology is to help people. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to learn more and more about it.
0: That's awesome. I'm just going to say, we're going to cut her some slack today, Enos.
3: <laughs>
0: okay. Just
3: yeah, but I, I hate <laughs> to be wrong.
4: <laughs> it's, it's actually not your fault. There's some some knowledge around that isn't quite correct. So, okay. Thank would you, you
5: like to elaborate a little more?
4: Sure. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, in, most people do know foot reflexology and often people do start in foot reflexology, but even foot reflexology, there are a bunch of different techniques. There's foot, hand, ear. There are many modalities in reflexology and they all have in common that they're therapeutic methods. They're meant to be therapeutic to to help the body relieve stress, get circulation going and the biggest one in my books is to actually help the body do what the body does best and the body really wants to be well and, and healthy. Um, the thing they also have in common is that the idea behind it is by working on one part of the body you're mapping it to another part of the body so on foot reflexology the idea is by working the foot you're working the whole body um and the reflexes in the feet that's where
0: it comes from so yeah it's fascinating absolutely how about you laura what do you think
2: well, I was going to throw the question back to you and Callie, whether or not either of you have ever tried reflexology, either oh, foot no. or hand or ear. Have you, James?
0: Yeah, all three. So I, I was saying oh. before we started our recording that when I, I knew somebody years ago, and they were doing all the stuff on my ears and my hands, and of course, on the feet felt amazing. I'm just going to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you know, And there would be certain points that would be more painful and stuff. And then she's explaining all this. And I'm like, this is fascinating because I think for a lot of people, they have no idea, you know, what's really transpiring in our body. And we look at just the organ, just the, you know, the area we think is the problem. But we don't realize that some of these extremities, such as our feet, our hands or whatever, can have an impact on the the improvement of our health. So, yeah, absolutely, Laura.
1: I think what- I
5: haven't. I have not experienced one myself, but when I was little, my mom went to a reflexologist, but being little, I mean, can you tell a 3-year-old to say reflexologist and get that word out of them? So she actually called she actually called them toe ticklers. So it was always uh it was always a great day in my neighborhood. <laughs> when mom was like, we're gonna go see the toe tickler because she had candy. She had a candy in a bowl on a counter and I was able to eat said candy while mom was busy having her treatment done. So, I mean, I have never personally done it. It is on my list of things to do um, if I can ever get some time to do it. Um, But yeah, I have some good memories with
2: with therapy of that variety, so. I think one of the benefits of reflexology the most is its versatility. So we, we mentioned the fact like you can do it on your feet or your hands, your ears, your face. Um, there's some therapists that also work like the shoulders and back area. Um, I personally like love hand reflexology because it's something you can kind of do anywhere. Like you just you need to be in a chair, someone working on your hands. Um, and I think that's and the other versatility is you know if someone isn't comfortable being worked on on their feet or or they don't like someone touching their ears. For example like you can work other body parts and it's the idea that the body's all connected so i think that versatility is like one of reflexology's strength is it's very versatile you can pretty much do it anywhere um and and there's options for people depending on their preferences um and and what they need
0: yeah excellent what do you think nicole you want to add anything to that
1: i would just add that it's this you know when we talk about in in healthcare. um the whole, the the part, the whole is greater than its parts and reflexology brings that to us, that we can do something for once in its whole and not split it up, as you mentioned earlier, James, about parts that we want to, to take care of.
0: Yeah, amazing. Thanks, ladies. I'm loving this conversation because I, I think a lot of people, maybe they don't see the value, but I, I know it firsthand. and you know having this conversation makes me think why haven't i gone back um because i mean yes it does feel good but it really does address different things and you 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 find out certain things during that that you know that whole time it's being done you're like uh, why is that so painful or whatever and then you know so yeah callie please
5: so which one of you amazing ladies wants to give us an overview of what a
2: day in the life of a reflexologist is like? I, I'm just going to jump in, Callie, just to say I know um, one of the things people get conf- confused about is we throw our own different terms like reflexologist versus reflexology therapist. Um, and at the Reflexology Association of Canada, we like to use the term reflexology therapist for a couple reasons. reasons. Um, one, what, like Nicole said, we're looking at addressing uh, the whole body looking at our clients people um, as a whole person. So that therapeutic aspect of reflexology is really important. Um, hence reflexology therapists. But also um, we are federally trademarked designation is registered Canadian reflexology therapists. And we're really proud of all of the, um, you know, Lee's is currently going through the licensing exam process right now. Um, it is a process people um, have to study and work hard to obtain that designation. So, really proud of it, um, and want to highlight of uh, amazing people who go through that process, get that designation and are currently um actively
1: keeping it. So mm-hmm. for sure, bringing that professionalism to it, I, I I would say. And so, to answer your question, Kelly, about what is the day in the life of of a reflexology therapist, I'd have to say that um, for myself i operate a foot reflexology practice that's part of a holistic alliance um, of my practice called healthcare solutions and it's really about promoting that wellness investments i mean we live in a, a culture of that when it's broken we fix it um in 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 my practice and many of my other colleagues we look at it as you know promoting and maintaining wellness because we know it's easier to, to fix easier easier to take care of versus fixing. And so I look at it from a head to toe perspective. And so that typical day, because many re- reflexology therapists operate their own practice, it's really a diverse um, area to work in. Firstly, being in an independent practice, I think I focus on the client that person who has an appointment with me and who has come for a session um, by getting first their consent. I think, you know, we need to, people need to consent to have their session done um, to having this application of this pressure point technique to their reflexes. Um, And as Lise mentioned, that's connected to all parts of their body, which the goal of is to help them release some of that tension. And boy, i know that we've got tension you know let's not mention all the seeds in the world that's caused that um and improving that circulation and we know that so many of our of my clients and many of my other colleagues clients come to us seeking relief seeking um whether it be released from pain um they want to they want to improve their energy and so to release the body of toxins You know, we're a go, go, go society. And if needed, the reflexology therapy also resets the nervous system. From that fight, flight to rest and restore and helping the system to function better. Secondly, as an entrepreneur, boy, oh boy, you know, that spectrum of being the marketing person, the IT person, oh, oh, social media manager, um, accounting, um, all of it in one, but i I feel for myself in that day of the life it's really um, trying to embrace each day with that vulnerability the vulnerability in pursuit of my goal uh, of wanting to care, wanting to give that compassionate care and making a difference and so while you while you know it's it's can be struggling for as an entrepreneur, it also has its moments of exhilaration whereby I can say that when I see someone who comes to my office and they fall off to sleep, but it's not that sleep of it's nighttime, but it's one of I am I am resting. I'm giving my body an opportunity to release stress and tension. So for me, that's what it is, um, I, but it's quite diverse and you know, having that vulnerability within it at times.
0: That was all great. And that last part, releasing the tension and falling asleep, you had me at that, I'm just going to (laughs) say. That was awesome. So I'm going to look it over at Enos because it looks like she's really thinking, and I'm wondering if she wants to add anything to that. That was excellent, Nicole. Thank you. You Never look at my face because my
4: face... (laughs) just does things It um, <laughs> um but I, of course i'm thinking because we i think the interesting point is that we are most of us independent uh business owners even though a lot of us don't like to think of ourselves as independent business owners we like to think of ourselves as helping people but we are we're business owners and i just find it interesting to hear other practitioners describe. Their day. Um, maybe I'm I'm more of a I don't know <laughs> I me, whatever that means. So a day in the life because a day in the life is so varied because most people are independent business owners. They kind of do what they want. Some people it means they have a practice in their home. Some people have a practice in a space that that they rent. Some people um, are hired by spas or integrative clinics. So it it really varies. Uh, some people do mobile reflexology where they go to clients' homes or to the hospital or to uh, cancer centers where we, we each find our own tribe <laughs> and our clients end up resembling us. So dear clients, if you're listening, um, we all know that we're the neurotics. So, and that's actually a point that I wanna bring in when we talk about the whole person, we're not just talking about body parts. We're actually also talking about emotions and thoughts and some people's spirituality with meaning. And so whatever tensions we have, whether they're emotional tensions or thought tensions, those are also detoxed. Um, so I just wanted to throw that in there. But the day in the life, there is no typical day in the life. It really is what works for whoever is doing it. Um, And it is, as much as we love the reflexology part, like Nicole said, there is all of the other stuff, which is booking appointments, cancelling appointments, (laughs) moving appointments, saying, I get it, there's a snowstorm, you can't come. There is the social. there There is all of that other stuff that most of us don't love that actually takes quite a bit of time as well as being with the clients.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. Really like the part you talked about with the emotional aspect. It kind of touches even on Nicole was saying about vulnerability. And vulnerability is a power, not a weakness at all. And I think, yeah, when when you create a space where people feel like it's okay to be vulnerable and to let these things go, way more is accomplished, way more. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, and if people really, I think of more people understood that it would change the world, it really would.
4: I agree totally. And it, and it's in the connection, you know, we can talk about reflexology, we can talk about the techniques and the business part, but it is ultimately the connection of the therapist and the client. And if there's trust in there, if there's openness, I mean, you show up in, in that space. And I I call them moments of grace, like those are are true moments of grace when we get to connect in that way and people just say, I'm here. And the therapist says, I'm here. And you just kind of answer. Our brains are left behind. And it it happens in the connection.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think that would be a very rewarding aspect of what you do. Moments of grace. (laughs) Because the impact you're creating on them, right? Uh, it, that is so important and uh, I think a lot of times people miss that. You know, when we work with a lot of healthcare organizations or having conversations with them, I often say, do you know the hospital down the road, the you know whatever it is, home care, the whatever they they're doing a great job. I mean, yeah, unfortunately there's big waiting lines and everything, but well they're doing a great job looking after the actual ruptured kidney, broken leg, you know whatever it is where there's a lot of challenges and there's beautiful people in healthcare. So this is not said with any disrespect. It's on the emotional side. And, and I said, because why do we have so many burnout problems? Why do we have? Yes, a lot of that is process. A lot of that is leadership. A lot of that is toxicity. A lot of that is all these different things. But really at the end of the day, when we think about it, a lot of it has to do with that emotional aspect. And people are driven, make decisions, everything. By emotion, so absolutely. Sorry, Thank Nicole, you're it. going to say something.
1: It's also bringing your whole self. I mean, as a reflexology therapist, you bring yourself and not equipment. You know, yeah. you have to show up, and so it also calls for us as therapists to be mindful of our own self
0: care. Otherwise, Amen to that. You can't show yeah. up. Yeah, excellent. We probably, I know everybody wants to have to say a lot here because this is a great topic and you all know what you're talking about. Um, But, you know, I want to make sure we can get all these questions in or as many as we can. Uh, But go ahead, Callie, my apologies.
5: So maybe a part B to that question would be for people that have insurance or benefits through work, is seeing a reflexologist therapist something that is covered usually or
2: no? It's plan dependent, Callie. So it really depends on everyone's individual insurance plan. Uh, So what we tell every client is look at your plan booklet. I know there's a lot of, you know, insurancy language and not everyone likes reading it, but it's really important. Find out what coverage you have. Um, And if, If you don't see reflexology, ask your your administrator, whether it's through, you know, your HR person at work, whether it's through your professional association or union, hey, this is something that helps me. I'd like it included in our health benefit package. Um, One of the things we are seeing in the industry, and this is writ large, this is not just for reflexology, but there's been a growth in wellness spending plans. Um, So, you know, insurance companies will give Let's say a client $500, $1,000 a year, and they say, "Go spend it on your health. Spend it on stuff that keeps you healthy and you know keeps you well, whether that's a gym membership, yoga, um, reflexology, whatever else it is." So that people have that flexibility um, and freedom to make uh, like be make their own healthcare choices and be advocates for for their own healthcare. So that's also a great thing for people to look for do they have a wellness spending account that they can use on things like reflexology
0: very good yeah Uh, anybody else want to add to that
5: all right so we are going to move into talking a little bit more about the educational path that comes with becoming a reflexology therapist so The question is going to be, can you tell us about the educational path and maybe include things like how many years of school, how many schools in Canada provide the education, what can be expected when you're in school, all of that kind of stuff. Anything that you think would be important information for someone who's thinking about heading down this educational path. And I will let whoever wants to start go when they are ready.
2: So, the first thing I want to preface Callie with this question is that reflexology is not pre- regulated by any province or territory in Canada. And that is important because that means there's no provincially government defined list of requirements of what it takes to become a professional reflexology therapist. So if we take, for example, massage therapy in Ontario, British Columbia, there are set schools and set requirements dictated by those provinces of what it means to become a registered massage therapist in B.C. or in Ontario. Whereas um, in, let's say, Saskatchewan or or Manitoba, um, it isn't provincially regulated. So there isn't a government list of these are the approved schools. These are the list of requirements. So because it's not regulated, there is... um, uh, there's a number of schools, educators, other um, programs out there that do teach reflexology. Now, as a a, provincial, a professional association, we have our list of requirements, and I'll, I'll let Enos, who's someone who manages, can go through that. But just that context, I think, is really important, that there isn't that set sort of government list of requirements.
0: Interesting. Enos, what do you think? A lot. <laughs> you I always think a lot. Never ask me what I think. You can tell, like, people just hear. looking at you. You can. Like, it's awesome. It just, you can see that it's going, <laughs> it's <you> just, know.
4: <laughs> The gears are turning. Well, but I'm, I was kind of drawing the, the link the same as people are being able to build their own health care, uh options it's kind of a wonderful opportunity not being regulated although i am kind of for regulation but it's still right now we have a wonderful opportunity to decide what do i want to do with this so somebody could call themselves hang hang a shingle out on their front lawn saying you know i i do reflexology and nobody could say that they don't so the question becomes your clients who are coming to see you what do you want to let them know and it's a question of the public what does the public expect and then will the health insurance providers actually reimburse any receipts that are written so if that is the end goal to have a client who knows what they're walking into with a health insurance provider who is going to reimburse the receipts then you need to probably look at professional associations because then you're registered there is a set public to the government to the health insurance providers of saying these are our requirements there are different health uh, professional associations as well and it sounds really strange to say you have the opportunity to shop for your professional association and to have a professional association who's so leaves you know i i hope you shopped because We have our rules that include an entrance exam, that include continuing education, that a lot of people go, oh, why do I have to do this? Well, because these are our standards, this is public, this is what we're doing, but you have to choose to be part of that. So for the educational path, the same thing, the educators, anybody can call themselves an educator of this, because again, it's not regulated, there are no rules. But if their trainings want to be recognized by the various professional associations, they have to show that they meet or deliver, at least deliver the materials that the different associations require. So these I should ask. And then I think you said you Googled, you know, for the reflexology training. I mean, you, that's what people do, they Google. So what? why choose one over another? But that is kind of the... the Date of things. So I hope people Google wisely and make a few phone calls and say, why should I go here?
0: Yeah, I agree. I, and, and let me tell you, I think that's important in so many other areas as well, because at the end of the day, you don't know if you're going to be dealing with, I'll pick worst case scenario, as someone who's read a book and thinks they're an expert. And then you know what I mean? And then you're like they haven't gone through any kind of schooling, education, stuff that's really done hands on. It's really worked with other people that can mentor them, uh, you know, et cetera. And yeah, I mean, it's huge. It's kind of like that difference between hiring a professional and an amateur. Right. Which one do you want? So I, I agree 100 percent. It's good comment. And Laura, appreciate what you had to say, too. Um, anybody else before we move on?
3: Well, I'll just tell you my journey just because I'm hitting you know the midlife crisis they say I think that the best is yet to come though Um, that's exactly what I did is um, we were having my husband was having some issues some health issues and stuff and I was just frustrated as to what was going on and so my grandfather was reflexologist way back when so I've had treatments from him and I know what it can do so I looked into it, I guess I my niece said I had the gene. And so that's exactly what I did is I Googled it to see who, how, what, cause I didn't know how it all worked. And um, I shopped around, there were some teachers around. I fell on the Reflexology Association of Canada website and I found a teacher, I spoke with some and I found one that resonated with me and I ensured that she was registered with the association because like you said, I just don't wanna do this um, halfway. Um, I I would not shop. I would not go to see someone who has just read a book and done that because reflexology can do so much and so much more. So you make sure and the education, I have to say, it's self paced, you could do it when you want. you know, it's not you have to do it within this, but it's self paced. And once you get into it, you want to do it quickly, you just get involved, you get I would like to say addicted to it and you want to learn so much more because everything is just fascinating how everything intertwines. And so I rush I'm not rushing through it, but I want to get it done. So yeah, I'm certified. And you know, you want to display those certifications on the wall. And I had my first customer, paying customer, just this week and I took out my certificate. It's not framed yet, but I took out my certificate and I made sure she could see it because. I want to let her know that, yes, I am, re- like, I'm certified. I'm working on my registration. This is important. So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. Congratulations, by the way.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Anybody else before we move to the next question? <clears throat> Good.
5: So what are the job opportunities like in this industry? Is it, is it something that is, like, overly saturated with people looking to do the work or something where there is a demand for um, reflexology therapists?
1: Wow, I'll take a stab at that question. I think, you know, the last few years has really shown us that it's a new dawn post COVID. And the type of healthcare we've been offering hasn't been working well. And so I think the benefits and opportunities of reflexology therapy is is being better recognized for its true holistic value um and clients patients family members are looking for something different or something more I feel and I feel that the opportunities are are beginning to grow and because of the positive experience that individuals have, and so I think we're going to be seeing the need for reflexology therapists to move into spaces and become integrated as part of the whole of what this, of our health and wellness system. Um, and with um, the Reflexology Association of Canada, who've been doing a lot of advocacy work to to let the public know that we are we are we're we're trained in we're we're trained in a comprehensive way. We have standards and ethics that we adhere to. Um, we will see that different places, as Enos mentioned before, there's a diversity of places to work. Whether it's be mobile within palliative care, within maternal health, uh, mental health, all of those. Um, And I believe that our our other health colleagues are beginning to recognize that we can be part of the solution to holistic care. Very good. I I would like to
2: echo uh, Nicole and add, we're also seeing like tangible um, from the association side uh, job opportunities and requests from clinics saying, Hey, we want a reflexology therapist on our staff, we'd like someone um, to work alongside us. Um, we're seeing an increase in those calls and an increase in um, like, like Nicole said, uh, the public aware that reflexology could um, assist them in their their health care. So or whether it's, you know, palliative care or oncology or maternal health. So you're seeing um, clients ask, you know can i have my reflexology therapist work on me while i'm in you know a hospice or in a hospital or you know this is what i'm going through i'd like um to also have this therapy alongside let's say traditional oncology uh treatment so we're seeing a growth um and in demand uh for for access to these services
0: that's wonderful very good do you mind let's
4: <laughs> go right ahead go right ahead <laughs> when I want to speak. <laughs> but but to, to the question of are we saturated, I, I think that's actually a really fascinating one for me in particular. I don't think we can be saturated. The more I always feel like the more of us there are, the more people have access because, again, our clients are going to reflect us, and we can only do so many clients. Like at some point we're, we're full up and there's there's nobody else. So if say to people, shop your therapist. Because if there isn't a connection, if you go for one session and you go, that's great, then I'm going, okay, that connection wasn't there. If you made a connection, you would be going back. So that each of us is limited. The more of us, the more the word spreads. And um, like you were saying, it's been a while since you've gone for reflexology. And I think that's one of the tricky things with the tension with the however we build up so my limit is three weeks if i don't have a reflexology session within three weeks my feet have so much tension again that mm-hmm. i don't feel hurt because they're just tense and, and they're more like cement if i regularly go i'm going to feel ooh you know what and that's the good state but when you're so tense that you don't feel things you forget until something major happens Mm -hmm. So so I know there can't be uh, enough of us. And also, there's very few of us that only do reflexology. We have reflex or we specialize within reflexology with certain things. So, no, you know, there there are six of us here, and six of us very unique, and what we would like in a session or even over over time maybe one week i would go to nicole because that's what i'm needing this week and next week i'll i'll go to lee's no can't be too many of us
0: (laughs) yeah no that's 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 an interesting point uh actually a few points i would not recommend you go to Lee's today because she's partying on her birthday but um you may not you know i'm just saying I get the best care there. Uh, You
3: know what? The funny thing is, is someone asked me, oh, I hope you're getting spoiled and relaxing today. I said, oh, yes, I'm in a business meeting. I'm recording a podcast for this. And then I'm in another business meeting. And they're like, you're working. And I'm like, this isn't work. I love this. Like Talking about reflexology and just gaining information from these two greats is amazing. Like The more I'm like, I'm like a sponge right now. The more information I can get the it's addictive. That's all I can say.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. It's always nice. Uh, I agree with some of the comments earlier that as an entrepreneur, because trust me, we know I'm one of the owners and caring support and you have to do a ton of stuff you don't like. And, you know, but it's a necessary part of building your business and and doing what's needed. And it's also it teaches a lot of self-discipline. It teaches a lot of things that say, yeah, I've, you know, whatever it takes kind of mentality but when you're really working in something you love it's no it's it's no longer the word work is used it's just like you're so passionate about it and and you know when that comes through your like you know I'll say client patient or whatever that might be the proper vernacular there what will feel that mm-hmm. and that is huge like because I'm telling you, I, I kind of wish the way you guys think, and I'm wondering if you should start a side business teaching some of the people like doctors how to have bed, better bedside manner. Uh, because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of great doctors, get me wrong, and a lot of them are, are, are very competent in what they do. It's just sometimes they are not the best conversationalist or, you know, or even anything when you're acting with them. And you're like, dude, I, I wish you had a personality. You know what I mean? Um, just a thought. But I I, I like the way this goes because because yes the, what you actually do is really amazing and it's helpful to people and it's very preventative but it's also the manner in which you do it is huge and it, it that gets people like like I think Enos was talking about in that relaxed state and and then there's the vulnerability aspects that that you know Nicole and and Enos were talking about people when they're in that environment they're like oh my god like this is something i didn't realize i needed right but that's a
2: that shift in health care. Um, we've been talking about and what we are really we're starting to see, but we'd love to see more. Right. It's going towards that preventative, going towards looking at wellness, not just fixing things after the facts or just, you know, let's put bandages or just let's manage symptoms. Let's try and get to the root of the problem. It's it's 100%. reversing how we think about our health, health care and what it means to actually um Treat, like work on people to keep people healthy like it, it's a whole like shift um that we're starting to see in our healthcare system but with, we want more of it um and we want to be part of it part of that solution and
1: that part of that shift in thinking yeah. and Perfect. i think the i think one of the shifts that i am i'm a, a big proponent of is about making a wellness investment portfolio i think we say to individuals go have your your RSPs, TSFA, but we need to move about putting together a portfolio of what does wellness look for look like for you and how much or how little of it are you going to integrate into your daily living to get that outcome? Because so often I, I, I hear from clients, I wish I had known that prevention was the way to go. But in this. You know, in our medical model of silo, you know, we we treat the heart, we treat the mental health. That's what's selling out there. And then individuals said, but I still got sick, not recognizing that you have to keep the wheels turning. And there is a way to do that with a wellness approach.
0: Yeah, that was really well said, by the way. That's very true. Mm -hmm. 100%.
5: Laura, we are going to jump over to you, and I'm hoping you can tell us a little bit about the Reflexology Association of Canada, and also maybe give us a little bit of a a background on National Reflexology Day, which is today, and tell us why this special day was created and uh, what your hopes and dreams and stuff are for it.
2: (laughs) Sure. Well, Enos and I laugh because our wish lists are like grow. It grows like by the hour of our hopes and dreams for this. But um, I can tell you about the Reflexology Association of Canada. So we're a National Professional Association. We're one of the oldest national professional reflexology associations um, in the world and the largest one in North America we register professional reflexology therapists from coast to coast but we also have you know international reach we have a lot of members and connections um you know around the world from australia new zealand Um, we have you know members in singapore egypt germany switzerland the us um and our our focus really is about setting standards and guidelines um for professional reflexology therapists here in canada so um we and this is all on our website but we we've got you know uh you know how what is it in our opinion these are the standards in terms of training standards to become a professional reflexology therapist and then once you achieve that these are the things you need to keep up to date with um to to continue practicing in canada um healthcare is a constantly moving shifting thing so one of the uh, elements of our work is a continuing education professional development program that requires all of our professional therapists to stay up to date with changes in healthcare in Canada and changes in the health insurance industry changes know the last three years with public health orders staying up to date with all the public health orders of like what are we allowed or are not allowed to do on a given day so that's what we do we support professional reflexology therapists in their business with the professional development um and then uh Nicole mentioned, you know, we have an advocacy promotion aspect of well where we're we promote our professional therapists and advocate on behalf of the reflexology profession broadly with, you know, governments and insurance firms and other key stakeholders. So we're multifaceted. Yeah,
4: <laughs> that, that's amazing. Oh, I yes, wanna, it, oh, it's, okay. a, it's a really important aspect because, yes, we we promoting our professional members. But we do so publicly so that the public uh, also learns what should I expect? What should I look for? who, How should I choose? Because like Lees, we all Google everything. So who's near me? How do I choose what I want? So uh, not to ignore the public in any way,
0: shape or form. No, um, it's a valid point, yeah.
1: And how do you report something? I mean, because it's a professional association, and we, as reflexology therapists, you can connect with the Reflexology Association to voice a concern because that is part of protecting the public.
2: Absolutely. And we'll put out announcements and we'll put out things where it's like, no, the public needs to know this is going on or Um, this is, you know, we recently updated a few standards and a few guidelines and made them public so the public can go online and saying, Hey, these are, these are what we've told all of our therapists. This is what you should expect. If you don't like, let us know so we can follow up. We can, um, educate, we can correct, we can support. So it's, like I said, we, we wear, we're multifaceted and we wear a couple different hats of both, you know, protecting the, uh, profession, promoting professionals as well as, you know helping to protect the public as well
0: awesome it's wonderful
2: yeah and then i guess national reflexology day came out of uh a dream conversation around our our, our head office team here a couple years ago of saying you know what we really would like a, uh, an awareness day here in canada um to really highlight our professionals in canada but also promote reflexology as a viable health option here in canada um you know the last three years pandemic kind of stalled some of those those plans but uh this year um today may 30th is our inaugural national reflexology day and we've got therapists across the country that are out in the community um talking about reflexology um have gone to different uh, uh workplaces and employers um know you can go to our website to find a reflexology therapist uh near you to go get a session i know a lot of therapists are also running um promotions or, or specials or other sort of um uh packages that you can look into but it's really about uh just promoting reflexology as a viable healthcare option for for all canadians
0: awesome that's great thank you laura
5: so we are coming to the end of our episode today, and I want to thank all of you ladies for coming in and taking time out of your very busy schedules to be with us. But before we end, is there anything else that you guys would like to share with us today?
0: You can see Enos mind working. Just saying, <laughs> Okay. Just saying, but all you guys are, are amazing. Nicole, you're going to say something, please.
1: I, uh, so for me, I, I think on, on this National um, Reflexology Day, I think it's important for for, for the public to know that reflexology therapists, therapists are growing near you, and with there's trending research evidence about its effectiveness for health and wellness using caring hands. I think we bring ourselves to this, so I think that um, try give it a try. Um, and particularly for other healthcare colleagues, I'd like to put it out there to say, give it a try, read the evidence, because it is real. This is evidence that clients are saying. And if, if nothing else, I'll say, you know, follow us on, follow the Reflexology Association of Canada on one of its hashtags.
0: Anybody else? Don't let me down, Ines. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my God, How quickly does somebody get to know somebody else? The only thing I want to add because Nicole, what you said was was perfect, give it a try. and if it doesn't work for you, try it with another person. It is about the connection, and um, I mean, don't keep going and if it really doesn't, feel right for you but it is about that connection with the therapist yeah
0: Yeah. I mean you know our world is built on like when it comes to relationships I keep telling people stop worrying about the transactional aspects of it you need to focus on the relationship because You could end up moving somewhere even. And people were like, yeah, I like that person. They're driven by the person. Yes, they love what they bring to the table. And it's extremely important. And they must be competent because that's an important part of it. But, you know, as you ladies are saying, you know, you have this tremendous opportunity to really build connection with people. And as Zena said a second ago, it's how fast someone can get to know someone. That's what I do. That's what I do. Um, And I love it because I like to learn people's personal stories. I like to to make them feel like great. And so what that does is people say, wow, this is someone who actually takes the time to care about people. And I I do, because it's not about, oh, I want to get to what matters to me. Like, where's my next dollar? Where's my next client? Where's my next? You know, that's just the wrong way of thinking Um, because it's very short-sighted. So ladies, anything else before before we finish this up?
3: I can just say that who doesn't like, everybody has their guard up all the time, all the time, all the time. And you think differently when you have your guard up. So if you're going for seeing a reflexology therapist and you have a session and you connect with that person you let your guard down and you feel different and your body feels different and you right. think differently and you relax and you can actually not make harsh decisions and you think of something if you might be pondering then you're like oh I should probably do it this way you actually think clearer when your guard's down so who doesn't want to just relax and the benefit is is there's actually so much more going on in the background when your body's relaxing that there's Three. Go see eight. go see one. Give it a try. That's Excellent. all I can say.
0: Yeah. Ladies, this was fantastic. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. I'll let Callie close this out if uh, she wouldn't mind, please.
5: Well, from on behalf of Caring Support to all reflexology therapists, I hope you have a great National Reflexology Day and that it does bring the awareness to reflexology that it deserves. So thank you again for being guests on the podcast, and hopefully we will be able to have you guys back again, maybe even next year, to see how things are going.
3: Thank you. Thanks,
0: Callie. Thanks for having us. Thank Thank you.